Christ is in our midst. He is in our In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Those of you who know me know that I am a local. It's been a long time since I've lived here, but Knoxville's my hometown. I'm an East Tennessean. When I first was assigned to South Carolina, they said, are you Southern? And I said, I'm Appalachian. (laughs) It's sort of like that, but a little bit different. And I'm here in town this weekend because I took a few days off to give my boys, my older sons, teenagers, an experience uh, that I had when I was a boy. I took them to a Tennessee Vols game. (laughs) So we were at the Kentucky game last night. And, of course, if you've ever done it, you know it is really a a remarkable experience. Uh, Nothing quite like it, in the stadium or out. Uh, But if you were to go down there, amongst all the revelers, the tailgaters, and we saw all kinds, people with the funnels chugging their beers, and people with rock bands literal bands out set up to play, all kinds of things happening. If you were to go out there and suggest to them, one by one, going from group to group, that perhaps they were spending too much money on this, devoting too much time to this, that perhaps there were people in need who could have used some of the thousands of dollars that they were spending on tailgating goodies, parking spots, tickets, season passes, whatever, you would not likely be received with a great deal of warmth or welcome. They would just turn the music up and go back to what they were doing. When Jesus crosses the Sea of Galilee, he is leaving the region of Galilee where the Jews were expecting a Messiah, where they were looking with anticipation for the coming of a Savior. And he is traveling across that lake to an area where there is no expectation of any Savior. Not necessarily even any sense that there would be a need for such a thing. Galilee of the Gentiles, the region of Decapolis. Over there it's not Jews, but it's Gentiles and their pigs. And their gods, their demons, their idols, their strangeness. And Jesus goes across that water... To meet them. He goes across that water to introduce them to himself. And he comes out in a wild place where a wild man lives, naked, insane, dangerous, terrifying. shrieking and raving and ranting out there amongst the tombs, impossible to contain or to hold. People don't go that way 
because he's out there, this monster of a man. And he comes out to meet Jesus. And Jesus commands the demons to come out of him. All of these false and fallen angels pretending to be something they're not in order to beguile and possess human beings so that those human beings could never be exalted above them, which is what got us in this mess in the first place. And Jesus drives the demon out. Demons. And sends them into a herd of pigs and those pigs go careering down a hill into the lake. Not even the pigs can tolerate being inhabited by demons. Which tells you how low that man had fallen. How pitiful his situation really was. Even pigs would rather die than be in the state that he was in. Now that the demons are gone, there's the man in his right mind. And Jesus says to one of his disciples, get me your extra cloak. And clothes the man. And the man, sane himself, his own memory, his own thoughts, his own feelings, his own sense of humanity restored to him is full to overflowing with gratitude, with appreciation, with thanks. And he says, Lord, wherever you're going, let me go with you. Take me with you where you're going, please. And Jesus says, afraid not. I need you to go home. When you go home, I want you to tell them about the good thing that God has done for you. I want you to tell them your story. Go home and tell them what you have seen, what has happened to you, and what God has done for you. Why won't he let him come? Because he knows what's about to happen. The word has gotten out. This prophet, this shaman, this madman from somewhere else, from across the water has come, and he just killed a bunch of our pigs. And that is really going to take a bite come harvest time. This man's bad for business. Heaven knows what else he might do if he were to stick around. What else might be endangered, imperiled? He doesn't worship our gods, I'll tell you that. Jesus knows they are coming to ask him to leave. He is a threat to the established system, 
to the good order of the empire. And so they don't want him to stick around. So Jesus, the Messiah, prepares to go, but he leaves behind for them a witness, a songbird, to sing the song of salvation, of the kingdom that has come among them, to sing the song of hope and salvation that he is bringing into the world. Jesus left that place where everybody was looking for him and he came out to the place where no one was looking for him to bring them deliverance from sin and the devil and ultimately death. And that's the only reason that you and I are here is that God went out from the place where he was wanted and expected to the place where no one was interested at all. And he delivered a man from demons to show that he was greater than the false gods that we were so enamored of. But when you come and you mess with a system like that, not everybody likes it. Any more than they would have liked it if I'd gone down there and criticized how much they were spending on their tailgate parties. So there's going to be some resistance. So Jesus says, just go tell them the good thing that I have done for you. Now you and I live in a world that is increasingly like that world of old. The pagan world of old. Even among people who identify as Christians, there is often far too much accommodation to the gods of empire. Mammon, power, sex. The world around us is increasingly accommodating itself to those things even under the name Christian. But you who have been bought with a price, who have experienced and known the presence, the power, the saving goodness and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, you are his songbirds. Go home and sing the song of God's goodness to you. And maybe in this way, God can call the people in your home, your workplace, your neighborhood, your school, to Himself. And they too can find freedom in Christ, deliverance from sin and death, Hope 
salvation, the promise of life everlasting. Sing, little songbirds. God has been very, very good to you and to me. To him belong all glory, honor, and worship. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and ever into the ages of ages. Amen.